Hi, I'm Lucy. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, I'm Hannah. Yeah. And I'm Luz. And this is Rhyme. Okay. We're so curious. We're so curious. We want to learn. We love to talk. And connect. And listen. That's true. So here we are, listening to you. With a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, we're lifelong learners. We want to know you. Let's rhyme, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's rhyme, baby. Let's rhyme, baby. Today we're I'm just going to close our eyes for a few moments. And if you're listening in and you're in a safe space, we invite you to join us. Taking a few deep breaths, feeling the air come in and out of the tip of the nose. And just follow your breath, allow your breath to be natural, organic. Just bringing awareness to the space you're in now, your surroundings, checking into your senses. And now bringing your awareness to your internal space. Notice your heart rate, your body, maybe relax the part of the body that your awareness went to. And just feeling your body in space here. And just giving ourselves a moment to check in with ourselves and our space. And then take a deep breath in together. And a deep breath out, releasing the air as you open your eyes. Hi. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Luis wanted to keep her eyes closed, huh? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a nice place to be sometimes. Today we're here with Ali Mason. Ooh. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I've been super lucky to know Allie for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met in, what was that, 2016? Yeah. 2016, end of 2016 and 2017. Greenheart days. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. So, so beautiful. Uh, when you were talking downstairs, I was remembering that and really proud of us, you know? Yeah. Like how far we've come and all the things that we've explored all the life experiences we've had in between. Yeah. 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 And already that was like our first collaborative effort at creating something together. So true. Yeah. It was in the stars for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And now fast forward to 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five, six years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for doing that math. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it 2022? Let's start with that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, that's what year it is. Mm. Well, we're really grateful to have you here and love to give you the space now to introduce yourself and however that feels good for you. Mm. Right? Maybe changes based on your mood, your day, whatever. So yeah. Introducing yourself, whatever feels right now in this moment. Mm. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Allie Mason. I go by Al or Allie. I use she, they pronouns, and 
originally from Michigan, West Michigan. So I love to think about like the influence of the place and space that I grew up in the ecology. So I grew up around all the Great Lakes, all this fresh water in the forest um, and the unceded territory of the Potawatomi people. Um, and today, like I honor where we sit now in Charleston, South Carolina, well, in, in Mount Pleasant, um, rather, on the unceded territory of the Edisto-Nachi people. Um, and I think about actually how connecting to place and the people that were there before me really gave me, um, really inspired me to, on my current path that I am now with both working as an ecological landscape designer, um, but also as a yogini, as a tantrika, as someone who loves to dive into the inner world and teaching people about cultivating both outer spaces and inner spaces. Um, and that's what connects us here is the way we do this work with connecting to both our inner and outer spaces through these different modalities. And um, I work a lot with um, Hatha yoga, but I've also have a deep passion for yoga nidra. And so those practices um, are something that I really want to share and talk about today in the way that I know um, I'm working with different folks with clients and cohort members, but also what I'm imagining is all of what we're going to be building together and um, our upcoming retreat in 2023, um, integrating all these connections to earth and all the different modalities that rhyme offers because i feel like a lot of what i do is it's it's rhyming and it's in its own mm. way um so it's it's beautiful to be here with both of you and um yeah i think i will i will leave it at that as an introduction wow, oh my gosh yeah. we need like four hours <laughs> <laughs> we're the raddest humans we know what a great introduction and i like literally have a million questions instantly Go for it. Pick one. Pick one and start. Oh, wow. I love the way that you talked about the land. Mm. And your knowledge is so deep around that. And I also immediately started thinking about grass. So, like, I'd like, I'd like for you to also talk about how, how you feel about grass. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the first thing. Can I, can I cuss in this? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's I'm the first sure. thing I said that when I walked into your house, you're like, I want to tell... Allie, how much I hate grass. And I was like, fuck grass is my first <laughs> yeah. Like this yogi's already... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love destroying lawns as a hobby. Um, it came out because yesterday I was out um, destroying uh, a lawn, about a quarter acre of lawn in a, a suburban neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, ripped all of it out, tilled the organic matter back into the soil, although usually I do no-till. Um, and then covered it in three inches of compost. And then next week we're going to be covering it in natural mulch and planting an entire native plant landscape wow. so that was like the con- the context of fuck grass yeah i think is what we were talking about yeah just this old old colonial landscape mm. model that says yeah. i'm rich enough to not grow food yeah. exactly. dress it up yeah yeah no yeah. no i don't need to use land for food no yeah it's yeah. wild it's yeah. wild and and even so it's like why can't it be then habitat for wildlife and forage for pollinators and a way to slow and sink storm water so we're not pushing our burden onto these city systems that especially in this place are so outdated mm-hmm. and especially in this place where mm-hmm. climate change we have a, a sun we get sunny day flooding here in charleston where mm. you have a full moon a king tide high tide and the storm pipes backflow into the roads and it's flooded downtown so yeah. it's it's kind of just time to um take responsibility of of like 
or really take part in how we can work with these elements. And um, at a municipal level, it's not happening fast enough. So there's other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much fire and energy and passion. So much. Yeah. (laughs) This is a podcast. I mean, I'm obviously seeing you, but I I definitely know that people are going to hear this in your voice too. There's Mm -hmm. so much passion. Where does that come from? What's the root? Root, hey? Nature. Mm -hmm. Where's your root? Yes. Fire. Fire. I've always had it. Um, I've had it, and I think the fire comes from actually being a deep feeler Mm. um the fire comes from my grief Mm. the fire comes from the way i feel what the more than human world is feeling Mm. and i'm like tearing up (laughs) just like tapping into that feeling of um yeah like there's so much social injustice happening on this planet it's been happening for a very long time but now that media um shines a light on it but Mm. the the ecological injustices have been parallel to them the whole time and I think my fire and my passion does come from that place of um, empathy Mm. empathizing with with the earth um, Mm. and the people and the peoples that used to live in harmony with it Mm. seeing Um, those connections yeah feeling those connections yeah it's like yeah yes And, and also how um, can I, as a white woman, use my privilege mm. to amplify these voices, um, mm. not just of other people, but also of yeah. the more than human world that doesn't speak white colonial English. <laughs> that's, that's the voice that usually gets heard first. Yeah. Um, so how can I yeah. be a translator um, and use my privilege in that way? I think that's where the fire comes from. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Sounds about right, eh? Yeah. It's, it's beautiful that you say that about, like, that's the voice you hear first because the other voices are way louder. Mm. Like, I mean, if nature speaks, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. hold on tight, right? <laughs> like, all these yeah. massive, like, destructions that nature can let its voice be known right? mm. through, like, hurricanes or what, flooding or whatever. Mm. It's a loud voice. It's a loud voice. I'm, we don't translate it like that. Uh-uh. I'm trying to think of the word. I'm forgetting it now, but there's a, a word. Of course, it's not English. Sometimes it takes sentences in English to get a word in some of these other languages. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's also so powerful to know that. Um, that describes this feeling of both wonder and awe and also immense fear and respect. And it leans towards like describing the feeling that you get when you see something like lightning strike. Mm-hmm. Like this beautiful wonder and awe, but it's also like terror. Mm -hmm. at the same time or Mm -hmm. even the power of something as gentle and cleansing as the ocean can be Mm. a powerful force that you have to Mm -hmm. respect and it's Mm. that i think is how i feel you describing like this Mm. force of nature Mm -hmm. what Mm. she they can be yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and we are a part of that it's like almost like parents right like people always say like mother earth or like that Mm -hmm. in a way it's the same like if you're a little kid you are rely on your parents right Mm -hmm. like your parents are taking care of you like mother earth is doing that with us too i will never outgrow this mother like as a human being you like have more like a relationship with your parents could be right yeah or with earth she will always be your mother like she'll always be that person that you are relying upon Mm -hmm. connected with so deeply yeah Mm -hmm. this great nurturer 
Yeah. And I heard it framed, I can't remember, I want to say it was like around Valentine's Day 2020 where um, like our, this modern day thinker, Charles Eisenstein, reframed her as lover earth. Mm-hmm. And how, yeah. how can you imagine that relationship shifting into so much more of a reciprocal dynamic mm-hmm. if it were your lover yeah, yeah. than 100%. mother? Because yeah. mm-hmm. there's no tantrums and disrespect as a child because mm-hmm. we're all in this adolescent yeah. phase as a species. Exactly. And mm-hmm. how could we come into that mm-hmm. mature phase as a lover and be in reciprocal relationship with her? Like, Beautiful. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can also have this relationship with your mother, right? Mm-hmm. As like without the tantrums and like if you have a conscious parent, you create a conscious child. I think that we should do that. Mm-hmm. Like the connections that we make should be all very equal. Yeah. Also with nature, right? Yeah. Wow. I love that. Oh, <laughs> reframing our minds, right? recycling all things into new stuff. Matter of seconds it. on a podcast. That's so good. So good. <laughs> What is, um, what's something that's lighting you up right now? There seems to be a lot, but like mm-hmm. in relation to the way that you're offering your beautiful services to others and how you're spreading this consciousness mm-hmm. of love or earth, like what, yeah. in what ways are you doing that today that really stoke your fire? Mm-hmm. I think um, stepping into this offering that I have now where I do like I said the ecological landscape design work which is this outer outer space cultivation um and what I um have been working on and now bringing forth is something called this biorhythmic living program and mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <laughs> instantly it's like my 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 whole system says what <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> biorhythmic, biorhythmic living program. Yes, yes. So biorhythmic, I guess we can break it down that way. Because um, I'm also coming into an understanding of what it is that's trying to come through and, mm-hmm. and allow that to be at play with the, the structure that I'm bringing to it, this dance of the masculine and feminine within me and how I create and hold space. Um, but biorhythmic living, so it's rooted in creating and living a lifestyle that's in alignment with your body's biorhythms, but also these bigger seasons and cycles of the planet and the celestial bodies. And not in a way of like hacking Mm. the body and hacking culture, because hack and hustle don't work anymore, in my opinion. Like it's all kind of um, short, it's just shorting out. Um, All of our electrical nervous systems, literally, Mm -hmm. it's shorting out. and like caffeine, which is funny because I'm sipping coffee this morning. <laughs> I've become dependent on it this week and I like don't for a reason. Um, like it's, it's realizing that it's time to like surrender to these cycles of our body. And in order to do that, you have to be able to listen to them, hear them. Mm. And then it takes a humbling to honor them. So mm. if you are um, in a body with a uterus, for example, and depending on where you are in your life, these different hormonal cycles that you are on within plus or minus 28 days that's one rhythm Mm. it could be or a testosterone dominant body where it's on a 24-hour cycle and there were this solar cycle um, which is also incredibly socially influenced how do you work with that Mm. Um, the cycles of waking and sleeping the cycles of eating and rest and digest Um, so to one cultivate an understanding of what those are and that those exist 
and then two, to come into relationship with your own, to hear them, to understand them. And then how can you then recreate your daily, weekly, monthly flow, mm -hmm. lifestyle to honor those so you have this beautiful connection to your energy, your life force that you can show up fully to your relationships, to your passions, to just having energy, to move mm. your body, feeling mm. deeply peaceful, like this gentle mm. softness that I know I feel in my body when I'm taking good care of it. Mm -hmm. It's just like I feel soft and relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's, that's a, a big piece of it. And then um, really working with people to um, look at their relationship to the natural world um, and to dive into what calls to them the most to connect with. So if someone's um, in a coastal ecosystem, they're learning to be more in tune with the tides and how that's influencing them. Or um, in this program, several of the modalities that we're working with, so interoception, you know, mm -hmm. experiencing this interoceptive awareness, um, all these different cycles that are happening, these urges, feelings in our bodies, but also phenology, which is the study of the timing of the natural world. So once you get in tune with that, that becomes a new clock instead of a watch on your wrist. So when a certain flower blooms, when a certain bird calls during the time of the year, um, on a daily cycle, when it's high tide, low tide. And just like in more of the collective awareness we're talking about, like, oh, well, now I understand how the full moon influences me or how this, um, where the sun is in this one constellation, that's um, more commonly discussed. Mm -hmm. But I propose that there are these just as important, maybe more subtle influences on us that could be about a species of bird migrating and maybe that's actually what's causing you to feel the way you're feeling mm -hmm. in combination with a body cycle, with your interoceptive awareness, and the two meet in the mind, the meaning maker, and that's what's actually creating your reality. Mm -hmm. all of these bigger influences mm -hmm. to show you that you you really are connected to everything in a, in a deeper meaningful way and you get to explore that relationship as you become conscious to it sign me up yikes <laughs> i was just like is your cohort full like I, why aren't we in it <laughs> i want to be in it right now thinking about your cohort um but for real mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um chat we'll chat what is something that people are the most surprised by? Mm. Like with the, like this is, you know, these are things that we've obviously thought of and, and started to explore, yeah. Luce and I, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm imagining that most people don't have the space or awareness yet, knowledge mm -hmm. to um, dive into this. So mm -hmm. when you work with people, do you know, like, have you had enough experience working in this way that you're like mm -hmm. able to say, yeah, the people are often shocked by... Mm. you know like I never thought mm. about a bird migrating and how that might affect my mood yes. you know so that in, in your description just now that's what stood out to me like is there something people are often mm -hmm. really surprised by it's like it's kind of the reaction I get from um like it's they're surprised and they're not yeah it's one of those where when you start to play with the way the universe works it's like I'm yeah. completely amazed and also of uh, course obviously yeah yeah <laughs> and that's that's a reaction mm. so it's like this like what do you mean or how could that be but of course that is and mm. like more specifically so you said even birds migrating and that was one that stood out to one of the members in the cohort where 
she has a deep relationship to purple martins, this beautiful mm. iridescent little bird. Um, they're usually found around the water's edge, the lots of like insects around sunset and sunrise. Um, and they, um, I was talking about symbolism of this bird, for example. There's a lot of um, symbolism that is drawn out in more prominent megafauna, like bear symbolism is more common, or the hawk mm-hmm. or the eagle. But what if it's something just like a little purple martin? Mm-hmm. So they have these beautiful black and purple iridescent feathers. So at one angle in the sun, they look one color. At another mm-hmm. angle, they look another. So it's this, um, what's your relationship to illusion? What's, how are you mm-hmm. seeing things right now um, if a purple martin appears in your life? And they also migrate in the pattern of the eldest males migrate first and then the um, like mature groups of the species and then the juveniles. And it comes at around close to winter in the autumn. So it's this remembrance of in the wintertime, are your elders fed and housed and taken care of? It's a reminder mm-hmm. to check in with, with those people in your life. Um, and for her, where purple martins have a big significance in her life, um, she was also going through a transformation in her life where she had to leave um, an unhealthy situation. And she looked back and she was like, it was the same time that the Purple Martins were leaving. Mm-hmm. And it was this, they were with me the whole time. And they were mm-hmm. reminding me of this the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whether or not that was the Purple Martins whispering to your mm-hmm. psyche to go, um, that the level of meaningfulness that it has to her, that's what matters. Absolutely, yeah. It's a reflection. Exactly. It's a connection. It's like the energy that's in her system that is connecting with the outside. Yeah. Because we are a part of each other. Right. Mm. Right, the meaning maker. We're we're making Mm. all this meaning for ourselves. So why not continue to consciously create meaning for your life Mm. in a way that deepens your connection to the more than human world? Why not? Yeah. Mm. Especially in this time of Mm -hmm. biospheric uncertainty Mm -hmm. of what's going on with our climate and we're not sure yeah mm. yeah so that's one way um and then the other way that surprised people is when we are looking at in these um part of this biorhythmic living is we do have one-on-ones with each other where i'm working with people to explore their like what they want to get out of it what is the most meaningful aspect of these different modalities to them um, one of them is when we're looking at in their childhood, their relationship to their ecosystems they grew up in. And all of a sudden, these different ahas start popping up, like, oh, the way I related to the forest around me, um, where I felt like we were taking, like it was Mm. this like Mm. weird relationship I had. And I remember asking one of them, I'm like, how many times have you felt found yourself in a one-sided relationship? And just Mm. tears. All of them in my romantic yeah. relationships was this response. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wild how yeah. that transfers. And we think a lot of it is, of course, from our parents, mm-hmm. but the ultimate caregiver, like you're saying, is Mother Earth. So this, this oh, beautiful yeah. caregiver, yeah. how we relate to her is, of course, going to influence us in how we relate to others and how they yeah. take care of us. It's like one if you create one belief system that is a pattern, <clears throat> that pattern will show up in every other aspect of your life, mm-hmm. you know, and nature is all around us. So we see these patterns subconsciously. Yes. So these patterns become belief systems subconsciously, tiny ones that if you repeat them, they will become a big one yeah. without you understanding, knowing, or 
you know being that's aware. beautiful mm-hmm. that, that that's the ultimate rhyming for me you know yeah. like yeah, being so immersed in everything around you that you understand more about yourself and mm-hmm. understand more about the outside world it's all about compassion for yourself and the other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. beautiful that's such mm-hmm. a good explanation yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so it's such a it reminds me a lot of being in costa rica you know and the power of of course nature's all around us and we have this space to check in and tune in and become more aware of our environment and also when you're in a place like Costa Rica it's just like inevitable you know yes in your face it's in your system and that's something people talk a lot about on retreat you know when we have our retreats there like Yeah. yeah it's natural to just be awake at five in the morning and you know the monkeys start yeah, the talking and the <laughs> mm-hmm. sun rises and you know then in the evenings it, it's really beautiful to watch people's internal rhythms rhyme with the external you know and then they're not distracted by social life and phones and you know things and sometimes our, our normal daily lives obviously they're on retreat and mm-hmm. we're in the jungle mm-hmm. and um, obviously you've lived there yeah. for many periods of time in your life the last several years so yeah, how does how did living there influence this side of you? Is I'm sure it was a big inspiration. Yeah, it it definitely um, lit a lit a fire in yeah. a way. Um, it was ah, it's yeah. so funny. I'm like, it's yeah, ineffable. she's like wiggling around. <laughs> you can't see her. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah, I feel it in my bones. Yeah, I'm like wearing all greens today too. Yeah. like just thinking about it. Um, mm. Wow. It, it was, every time I'm back in Costa Rica, especially since, like, I lived there for all of 2018, off-grid, um, in the middle of the jungle, where you're invited, like you said, every moment to mm-hmm. come into awareness of what the natural environment's doing, be it, like, I was walking too fast, and I realized that because I ran into this enormous golden weaver spider web, and, <laughs> or I realized I should have been looking where I put my hand on a tree because it's full of thorns, mm-hmm. or I walked right through the army ants and now my feet are stinging for weeks and mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. wake up wake up wake up wake up mm-hmm. is what yeah. the jungle is saying mm-hmm. all the time even at yeah. night mm-hmm. i am here I am. yeah and if you ignore me that's that's on you like yeah. you're gonna feel the yeah you're gonna feel it. it's got yeah. this nurturing energy but mm-hmm. this trickster energy mm-hmm. yeah. and it has a sense of humor and it's yeah. it's this sense of deep time that reverberates mm-hmm. through the jungle especially in that primeval rainforest where I was Mm -hmm. on the Caribbean side Mm -hmm. and I was in a cove that had these five different currents mixing and churning and you Mm -hmm. started to notice archetypes of people coming through Mm -hmm. that you'd start to recognize or what the weather was doing all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we were in a living community that's Mm -hmm. the moods started to shift with the weather and as Mm -hmm. soon as you noticed that you could actually make conscious choices or respond to someone in a different way um but living there deeply influenced me and how um I'd say it it's hard to describe but it definitely um enhanced my ability to communicate with plants Mm -hmm. um to listen to them and um I'd even say to learn how to reply um Mm -hmm. but mostly listening the jungle taught me Mm -hmm. how to listen in a totally new way yeah, because you needed to. Yeah. You needed to. And it, it taps into that 
like that survival part of the brain, mm. like the amygdala, yeah, yeah. but it was activating it in a way that actually felt really grounding. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. feel like it's funny being in even Charleston, South Carolina in the city. I feel like I'm in fight or flight more, mm. but there, even though I was, my body could have actually yeah. been under threat with yeah, the yeah. jaguars eating the chickens at night and running out mm. with the machete. Like it was a different response that my body knew. Yeah. It's a deeper knowing. It's obviously, way this is way knowing. newer. Yeah. Like, so much more unknowns here for our yeah. body, right? Like our, yeah. our, our, our genes know this. Yes. Nature thing. Our bodies haven't yeah. caught up to the built yeah, and yeah. technological world, mm-hmm. like evolutionarily mm-hmm. for our nervous systems to be like, Oh, staring at this blue screen is normal. Mm-hmm. My nervous system can handle it. No, we're fried. Mm-hmm. And then we go to bed and wake mm-hmm. up and wonder why we need coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your, your DNA is like, no, I can handle the jaguar, though. Yeah. All good. It's like, we know yeah. this. Jaguar We've iPhone. done this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you right. know how nature moves. Right. Deep, down, deep down, we all know that, like, subconsciously. Mm-hmm. We forgot about it a lot. Yeah. And it, and it depends on, like... How are you relating to the place, the people? What's your role in that environment? Like, I realized that also influenced me a lot in how I responded to the environment. Is I was there as a as a general manager for this retreat center, so having this role of caretaker, steward, responsibility, like I had to be anchored, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and that required a sense of humility and deep listening, not just to the plants but to the people mm-hmm. and it's a different sense of calm that kind of comes out when you you learn to work with these mm. dynamics, these elements, these energies. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Create and hold the space, like you said earlier. Yeah. yeah. I guess that is what it taught me a lot to do. Yeah. 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 And also, like, being the partner, right? So not only listening, it's like with replying. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't mean influencing, right? Like, <clears throat> we can influence the influence nature obviously but it's more like how are you going to react to it that feels good for you mm. i mean the jungle is there mm-hmm. back yeah. to that lover yeah the love metaphor relationship. right like yeah. the yeah it's the, the give and take and the jungle will talk back like there's oh, yeah. no um there's no room for manipulation there no. mm. which here like i say here as in certain climates in the states you can use different genetically modified plants and seeds to get the product that you want to get your tomato to fruit you try to grow those things in the jungle she's Mm -hmm. gonna be like (laughs) (laughs) this is not the right climate you're not getting watermelons you're not getting kale in the tropics free it's a free spirit yeah Mm. it's the wild woman archetype like it's it's the wild man archetype yeah Yeah. this is who i am and if you don't like it you better move yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah. or dance with me yeah dance with me and i will be the best partner you'll ever have but this is who I am, yeah. you know, like very strong, uh, embedded. Mm-hmm. It's good reminders because yeah. I know for me it's easy to forget those yeah. imprints when I'm not connected to the natural world, when I'm more connected to technology or mm. the city's rhythms, um, which I think is its own beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But I remember who I am and what's important to me when I'm back mm-hmm. in the jungle or in the forest, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if... Y'all feel that, like, you're here in Charleston right now, how you're feeling with this, like, what do you think are the biggest contrasts between how you feel in your body and your mind here versus when you're back in the jungle or um, in your home ecosystem? Yeah, it's like, for me, it's just, like, so much more 
accessible when I'm there. What do you mean by it's so much more accessible? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, um, liter- like literal just like contact with nature. Mm-hmm. Like here, it's like, okay, I have to make an effort to like go to the beach for a walk or make some space for a bike ride mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's, it's always there. Like even now I'm like looking out the window and noticing the colors of the trees in the sky, you know, because that awareness has been lit up in different parts of my life. Now it's always there, like this connection to, to the natural world. But then, you know, like when I'm living there, I'm almost never even inside, like inside yeah. walls. What is with inside? A, yeah. And yeah. like I go inside to cook sometimes and to sleep. But then the rest of my life's outside, you know, barely wearing any clothes, like mm-hmm. going surfing every day, moving with the tides. Like everyone always laughs, like my yoga schedule is not consistent and I refuse to have a consistent schedule because it changes with the tides wow. because I have to surf. <laughs> so um, like I teach at a, you know, a very established studio. It's like, no, my classes are at eight this week and next week they're at 10 and the next week they're at seven and it's moving with the wow. tides and everyone who surfs loves it and... You know, if you don't surf, sorry. So you're living biorhythmically. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's just like a part of, yeah, it's just more accessible. Like, it's just there. Um, obviously, it's always warm, which is easy for me because I don't love being outside when it's cold. <laughs> um, yeah. You said it's more accessible. I almost heard you say, like, as part of my brain, I just say, like, my like presence is more accessible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is such a... A teacher of presence the it being you know like the experience of just being out in nature mm-hmm. so much more space to observe things move slower mm-hmm. you know it's different now but it, right now we have these two weeks here that we're working a lot so yeah I think it's also important to be able to tune in to what's going on in your life and also allow space for you know just accepting that and, and now it's like, yeah, we have these two weeks, we're working a lot, and then then we'll be in our next environments and can have different space for different things. Mm. Um, so I think all of that relates to, like, just tuning into your internal rhythm and what's going on in your life. and Your season. Yeah, exactly. It's a little seasonal dip into Charleston of work, work, and then the, yeah. next, the next phase. That's wild. Yeah. How do you feel, buddy? Yeah, for me, it's like I come from a, a tiny village in Holland and mm. we had access to a lot of nature directly around our house. So I spent a lot of time outside, like tomboy style, <clears throat> with all the boys around. So I was always outside when I was young. And later on, it's like, oh, yeah, I live in the city and traveling a lot. So that was like my the balance. I live in the city and then I travel a lot. And then I was in, outside in nature a lot. And then for me, it's it's really easy to be in a city and then forgetting about, uh, oh yeah, wait, I need this space. But after Costa Rica, I cannot do it anymore. Like I couldn't come to a city anymore without really feeling the effect of all of these things going on around me that were not nature. You know, mm-hmm. the lights, the sounds, the people, the rush, the, 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 like I'm a super sensitive person and I knew that, but after Costa Rica, being in, immersed in the jungle with this slow life and all that nature around me, being barefoot most of the time, mm-hmm. um, 
that was just so hard on my system. And I live in a city right now. Like I say live, but I'm almost never there because I travel so much. <laughs> <laughs> Designed that way. Yeah. Uh, I have a camper van and uh, me and my partner are out the whole time. It's like I just cannot be there. You know, it takes me forever to, to go outside the city. Mm. And I just need to see something green. <laughs> and not only seeing it's not sufficient enough for me anymore. You know, I need to be around openness like spaciousness like how i grew up the openness and being in nature feeling like the the cornfields running through the cornfields you know like and diving into the mud and like being with nature i need it i just cannot live a different way Mm -hmm. and i knew that so this is a compromise for now in the city but i know that i cannot do that anymore because i am i feel like my system needs Mm -hmm. it you know i need to move with nature mm-hmm. my body needs it and if i cannot do that i i cannot hold and create that space mm-hmm. for me or someone else and that's my passion my dream my everything you know yeah i get chills so yeah nature for me is like a part, a part of my life is nature i am nature mm-hmm. and i need it around me and mm-hmm. i love the cold <laughs> Like, I, like I the love the four too. seasons, you <laughs> yeah. know? I love the four seasons. I grew up with the four seasons mm-hmm. and for a long time I said, like, oh no. Like, I love to be in warm climates, you know, like the traveling thing. But every time I go back to Holland during winter time, I love it. Yes. I love the cold and I love how nature changes. And I love being inside, mm-hmm. outside a lot, but also being inside with myself and um, having a fire and having like these cozy times with myself, meditating a lot, going inward, Mm -hmm. you know, this is how I grow up, this is what I feel I need to, so I cannot live in Costa Rica, yeah, full year, like, I need four seasons, I need change, you know, like, I need change, and Mm -hmm. so this is what I feel like, and that, that, that that is part of me, you know, I love, I love that you recognize that, Mm -hmm. and I resonate with that, the four seasons, Mm -hmm. having grown up in a temperate Mm -hmm. climate as well, Um, and just the powerful imprint that these, these seasons and cycles have on our psyches as children. Mm, and it's, mm. I mean, our bones literally grew mm, in mm. this. It's solidified into who and into mm. our physical, somatic experience mm. of who we are, and the environment that we grew up on, taking, taking in the smell of snow on a cold mm. day or taking oh, yeah. in like basking in the hot Moroccan sun, like whatever it is that just like literally growing you mm. physically, your cells. Mm. It's it's yeah. a memory that's mm. um, yeah. it's gonna be there forever, yeah. whether we consciously yeah, are exactly. aware of it or not. Yeah, it's a yeah. love. So you receive that love from nature, like you receive the love from your parents nourishing you to grow up. Yeah, like your lover nature yeah. did the same thing, right? So yeah. all these little elements, like like yesterday we were sitting in a car and I just stick my hand out because it was so cold in this crisp air like mm-hmm. all these memories like oh she the goes, cold air she goes, like, come oh, in crispy oh, air come in crispy <laughs> air so cute right crispy air come in oh it reminded me so much about like after this really dark winter you know and finally the sun mm. comes through because winters in Holland are great yeah you know, like, not yeah. sunny and then like being outside that that reminded me yesterday about that mm-hmm. like, that part mm-hmm. of my life that I like everybody loves in Holland mm-hmm. yeah like the oh the sun through. is back again and mm-hmm. it's like yes. really cold still but yes. the sun is there and you can feel it changing you know like this the air is changing mm-hmm. it's still very 
Mm. Nourish, like nourishment yeah. and growing energy. Mm. Here yeah. it comes. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I can feel it like in my <laughs> in my root. Yeah. Like, that excitement about that. Yeah. I know. I grew up where it's cloudy. Like, I think it was sunny 90 days of the year in West yeah. Michigan. Mm-hmm. There's another thing that you said that, that stood out to me, like being a sensitive person mm-hmm. and the importance of being immersed in nature mm-hmm. and the way that our nervous systems have evolved. Um, I think a lot of um, human-built environments are um, built, well, they have disproportionate effects on sensitive individuals Hmm. um especially soundscapes Mm -hmm. and the ways that even like the deeper hums of cars or airplanes really Mm -hmm. um jars our nervous system and sometimes it's such a low frequency that we're not even aware it's happening Mm -hmm. so in fact i'd say well 100 percent of the people in the biorhythmic living program both the women's cohort and the men's cohort um are neurodivergent and Mm -hmm. so that that means so many things Mm -hmm. um you like we are highly sensitive people or we are um, synesthetes or we are autistic or we are um, just discovering how we identify with how our brains, our neurology is and how we're hardwired. Um, And that is so, has been so important to me in my own recognition and like identification as a highly sensitive person that's helped me to cultivate a lifestyle that actually cares for myself. Mm-hmm. And until I even knew that, I had like, <clears throat> excuse me, I denied myself of certain what people call creature comforts. But for me, they are like essential survival comforts oh, yeah. that I need to yeah. have, which before they would have seemed like um, wants or excess. And that's like all mm. sorts of other stories, right? Mm. You know, tangled up in that as well. Mm. Um, more and more I become aware of every day or with Mm. a great therapy session or with a yoga nidra experience or with journaling Mm. Um, but to remember that like we um, our bodies do so well with sounds of the natural world smells Mm. like I think about I'm sensitive to smell texture and sound in such high degrees that to be in nature there usually isn't one of those that overwhelms right in fact Mm. it stimulates where like we can be especially as sensitive people also under stimulated mm-hmm. and that down regulation can lead us to mm-hmm. like dorsal vagal right no, to yeah. shut down yeah. into depression. depression yeah and um when you have and then of course overstimulation is what's talked about more often for sensitive mm-hmm. individuals but nature yeah. helps us find that that balance yeah. and restore those rhythms where ascent yeah. is inspiring right and yeah. calming at the same yeah. time or if it's overwhelming then something's wrong you know right. and like checking in with that and it actually means yeah. something right you know? it actually means maybe not just danger. like oh wow this person has too much perfume on next to me in the restaurant or whatever right. <laughs> no it's a sense it's because like, this is a time of day yeah or like there's is, a dead animal over there like right. I, I need to walk the other way yeah you know, like it, there's more meaning our yeah. systems yes. can translate yeah the bad smell usually means like go the other way or pay attention mm-hmm. yeah, instead of yeah. perfume sets off those same things for some of us maybe like we don't mm-hmm. know why do i feel so yeah. uh-huh. jarred or like mm-hmm. nauseous or whatever but those res- physical responses are totally normal for how mm. we are how our bodies yeah. are so true yeah you but know. if we're not in nature they're not normal right mm-hmm. you know? yeah. yeah and we're constantly triggering yeah, these yeah. different mm-hmm. survival mechanisms and that's like yeah, yeah. burnout exhaustion mm-hmm. adrenal fatigue yeah. 
Yeah. So the like mm. nature therapy, we're so like so many folks say it now. We're deprived of vitamin N, mm. of vitamin nature. <laughs> like yeah. it's a huge deficiency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's Love even it. like different hospitals, especially in Japan, where there's the practice of forest bathing, mm. Shinrin Yoku, mm. where people are led on these walks through the forest. They're essentially like mindful walking meditations, mm. but it's actually taking in the different phytochemicals mm. of the trees yeah, yeah. and the textures and the tessellation. Yeah. Because. of the leaves mm-hmm. it's like a massage so for, your good brain. for your brain yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow yeah really looking forward to our retreat me too yeah, yeah. our retreat yeah. our retreat yeah. our retreat with ali mason yes yeah it's mm-hmm. such a, it's such a beautiful experience now to see you and hear you and how you move and what lights you up and how you explain and share it makes me really inspired and excited to have the honor of collaborating with you thank you in the jungle in the jungle oh yeah. my god yeah. i cannot wait yeah. you know like this is the thing like we we have like certain knowledge experience like ideas but like for me rhyming is everything right like mm. Mm-hmm. You bring in this beautiful, like, mm-hmm. part of what we feel like rhyming should be too, you know, like this part of nature, this mm-hmm. deep knowledge that you have with all these cycles and that, that should be something that every kid learns in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. that should be a part of education. It should. It should. And if people learn that, you don't have to all learn so many things mm-hmm. later on because it's, it's in it. It is. And you know? I think the like the learning and like we we worked in education for a while, the different academic standards that you mm. have to check the boxes in order to Yikes. like mm. it's um it's possible to check those boxes and still be fully immersed in nature. Mm-hmm. And I know that because when I was in um like fifth and sixth grade primary school whatever country and whatever you call it Mm -hmm. or between the ages of essentially like 11 and 13 um I was at an environmental school and 70 to 90 percent of our day was spent outside and we still learned all the subjects Mm -hmm. we still took all the whatever Mm -hmm. tests that we actually needed to take because it was Mm -hmm. a public school Mm -hmm. as well um but it had a it was a very small cohort of students Mm -hmm. Mm. And we were out there every day. First thing we did was a phenology journal. So we'd walk or crawl or roll to our like sit spots and come into contact with the earth and smell and write and draw quietly in our own little bubble and then come Mm. back and share with each Mm. other. And that was how we started every day. My God. We write down the moon cycle, the wind direction, the high and low temp. So you are fully like present Mm -hmm. to what's actually happening right now in my environment not necessarily Mm -hmm. my mind and I didn't know I was establishing a mindfulness practice for two years every day for two years amazing wow that's the best ah I wish I had good job yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, I was like that's the one I'm gonna go to that school they're like all right weirdo (laughs) (laughs) wow did you read the book where the crawdads sing I haven't brought myself to yet because I as a deep feeler, I'm like, I need to be yeah. emotionally ready for yeah. those tears. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's I'm, beautiful. I'm almost finished with it, but a lot of today's conversation reminded mm. me. I mean, that's what she does, right? She, mm-hmm. under certain circumstances, lives in the marsh, and it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, Allie and I have spent a lot of time in Charleston. It's 
it's at North Carolina, so it's a similar, like, marsh, low country land. Yeah. So you're really going to love it. Oh, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who, like, grew up with nature. Yeah. Here, so Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. I'm not suggesting I'm doing that, but... Mm. Maybe a little bit more. <laughs> Live to eat. But yeah, but yeah, yeah that's sure. like that's a really good, that's a really good mm. book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think our conversation. You have Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Yes. What's that? Muay Thai. It's um kind of like stand up mixed martial arts. Yeah. MMA, but it's um mostly like kickboxing. Okay. So art of eight limbs. Um, and yeah, it's just down the road here. It's kind of my physical meditation, like outlet. It's badass. The lady has to get to her next (laughs) meeting, which is this class. It's been so much fun to be here with you both. And, um, I'm excited to share with, um, what I'm doing. Instagram is also revival rituals, all one word at revival rituals, but I'm not on there that much. So yeah, find me online, y'all. Find me online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you're listening, you probably have an idea of what we offer through Rhyme. And if this conversation was interesting to you, you're going to love what we have in store with the great Allie Mason from Revival Rituals. From March 10th through March 15th in Costa Rica, we're going to be collaborating and rhyming together for a first time ever offering of rhyme with rhythms collaborating with Allie means that you will experience everything that we offer on our typical rhyme retreats that includes yoga meditation hypnotherapy EMDR sessions nervous system regulation practice ocean therapy or water therapy and all the beautiful modalities offered by Allie including some of her deep wisdom and knowledge about the jungle about the plants in the jungle, how we can actually co-regulate with the earth, how we can be really in tune with the earth's biorhythms and how that can support our regulation, our optimization, and ultimately how it can bring more harmony and rhyme into our daily lives. If you want more information, either visit www.rhymewithus.com or www.revivalrituals.com Those websites are also linked so that you can see how both Rhyme and Revival Rituals, aka Allie Mason, offer their modalities and how we are going to create and collaborate in March of 2023. If you're thinking about going to Envision Festival, Allie will also be leading a workshop or a few at the Envision Festival, which is right around the corner in Costa Rica from where this retreat will be held. So maybe it's your time to spend some time in the jungle and double up with Envision and this special retreat offering. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Thank you for riding with us.